And I welcome you on behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers to another broadcast of What's New. We continue on today in Acts chapter 7, moving now to verses 54 through 58. We have been looking at a masterful speech. Stephen has taken these Jewish religious rulers through a brief history of their nation, reminding them of their deliverance out of Egypt. God made Moses the deliverer but the children of Israel refused to obey him. The wilderness experience was a series of rebellions against God, brought to a climax in the making of a golden calf. A plague of idolatry broke out again in the land and resulted in the Babylonian captivity. Stephen concludes with Joshua, who led them into the land, and Jesus, who made the way to heaven. He charges that the law was given to them supernaturally by the ministry of angels, and they did not keep it. Perhaps they knew that the birth of Jesus was announced by angels. Obviously, they have been the betrayers and murderers of him. Now, as we come to today's verses, we will see how these men react to the words of Stephen, and Luke describes to us their reaction. And he writes, the Jewish leaders were stung to fury by Stephen's accusations and ground their teeth in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily upward into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at God's right hand. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens opened and Jesus the Messiah standing beside God at his right hand. Then they mobbed him, putting their hands over their ears and drowning out his voice with their shouts and dragged him out of the city to stone him. The official witnesses, the executioners, took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. more than just an answer to your prayer. 
Stephen is given a glimpse into heaven and he sees the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Since God is a spirit, how can there be a right hand of God? This simply indicates the place of prominence, the place of honor. God had promised Jesus that he would glorify him and give him a name that is above every name. Jesus Christ is exalted and he is at the right hand of God. Stephen confirms this. Now here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. A man is executed. No sentence is passed, yet action is taken quickly and in anger. The man is Stephen. The trial before the Sanhedrin comes to a quick halt. Here it is in Luke's own words. When they heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears, and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. What was it that angered the Sanhedrin so? They interrupted Stephen and interrupted the judicial proceedings, and without passing sentence, they stoned him to death. What angered them so? Someone has said the truth never hurts unless it ought to. Stephen had told the truth. Instead of defending himself, he turned the tables and accused his accusers. This was intolerable for this supreme court of the land. 
a man on trial accuses the learned judges. Actually, a great deal was at stake. At stake was traditional Judaism. Judaism was built around the law and the temple. Stephen had clearly insisted that both were temporary and that Jesus called for a radical recasting of Judaism. Stephen did not intend to reject Judaism, but he wanted Judaism to make room for Jesus. Jesus would have to become the center of Jewish life, of worship and thought. Judaism had to make room for Jesus. God's plan of redemption could not be put on hold. Status quo was not God's way. God is always in process, and God had now come in Jesus. So for this Sanhedrin, the keepers of the faith, there were deep theological questions here. These were threatening to their traditions. Stephen had mounted a frontal attack on their traditional religion in its popular form, so they had to make a choice. They had only two alternatives, either repent and change their minds about Jesus and make room for him and denounce the status quo, or kill Stephen. Those were the only two alternatives left to them. Not many days before, this same group of men had sentenced Jesus to die because they considered him guilty of blasphemy. When the same high priest had asked Jesus, Are you the Christ? Jesus had replied, I am, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One. On the basis of that supposed blasphemous statement, the Sanhedrin demanded Christ's execution. Now Stephen was saying almost identically the same words. What would they do but pass the same sentence? Unless they admitted they had been wrong about Jesus. So these were the two alternatives, repent or kill this man too. The Sanhedrin chose the latter. Let's look at Stephen's for a moment as Luke describes him. Luke writes, he looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. I wonder exactly what he saw. Those of you who listen regularly know that I've asked that question a number of times before. What did man see when they report that they saw the glory of God? I don't know. They didn't see God. They saw his glory. What was that? I personally have concluded that what they saw was an indescribable brightness, a light. Maybe not even a light, but that's the best human word for it. Perhaps it's like the light that people see when they go through a near-death experience. It is a sight that can't be described in human language, so they use the word glory. Whatever it was, for Stephen, heaven opened. The door to the other dimension opened for a man to look in. He sees glory. It's interesting, when Jesus was on earth, heaven opened too, to look down to where Jesus was. He was the focus of attention. When Jesus was in heaven, heaven opened too, not for heaven to look down, but for man to look up. Jesus is always the focus of heaven and of earth. So here, just before Stephen is executed, God opens the door. He rolls back the curtain and allows man one of those rare privileges to get a glimpse of that other dimension. I'm sorry for people who just can't believe in another realm, the dimension of eternity, who have to insist that Stephen was hallucinating. One day everyone will see it, and no one will doubt that it's real. 
One day every eye shall see, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Every eye shall see. Radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA. 